Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, the people are expecting an AFC preview from the NFL, but you, perhaps your favorite college quarterback, at least from the things he says publicly, has made another <laughs> statement that I think you agree with. So we're going to talk a little bit about Josh Rosen and his comments in an interview that were first picked up by Bleacher Report and then widely spread all over. Uh, right, and then immediately right. tamped down by Jim Mora Jr. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah, you know, and and uh, yeah, I mean, I look, I, I I think he's a smart kid, and I think he um, he sees some of the things in college sports that I think more and more athletes are starting to see, and they're you know, it's a product of the world we live in now that they they can voice their opinion more than they used to. So uh, let's they have more of a form. So let's yeah, say, yeah. Let's say what Josh Rosen's point was this time. Yeah. Uh, in the interview, what he said was that the idea of football and being a student are not aligned in college anymore. And that the focus, the part that I thought was most insightful was the focus <clears throat> of academic coordinators and the people who are supposed to help prepare you for class and get you <clears throat> ready are more concerned about getting you eligible than making sure that you're learning. And, 100% agreed. And I his, could not agree more. I think that hit the nail on the head. His overarching point was that you could either do one of two things. Raise the standards for everyone to make it so yeah. that you are a student athlete. Or lower the standards for everyone. And let's just yeah. say what it is. These are people who are basically at least at the higher levels, in sort of an apprenticeship program that's mandated by the job that they have yes. to go through for three years. Um, yes, yes. I will say, having watched Last Chance U, I don't think that all academic coordinators are about that. I, I believe that Miss Brittany uh, is <laughs> not like that. Brittany Wagner on Last Chance U seems <laughs> to really care. But, but that's not the point. That's getting a little far afield of what we're talking about. Um, no, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so Matt, what is it that you think as far as what stood out as being accurate? Is there anything that you have a problem with? And do you have a problem with the messenger or the timing of the message? Don't have a problem with that, no. Um, Didn't really have a problem with anything. I think the biggest problem I have is with, you know, what we do nowadays is – um, something comes out and then people consume it in small bits on Twitter generally. And so then it gets twisted into Josh Rosen rips Alabama's academic standards. That what it was. He, he threw out Alabama as a, uh, really an offhand comment. He read the whole interview. It wasn't a, Hey, Josh, talk about Alabama and how they're able to be so good. And then he said, well, you know, they have low academic standards. That wasn't what it was at all. Um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, Mora said this on Dan Patrick and he's right. One thing Josh Rosen will become aware of or should be aware of already is how your words get listed and people take one comment you make and blow it up into something that really isn't what your message was at all. That's true. It's a soundbite culture and the, yes. uh, a longer, yes. more detailed, thoughtful, you know, exegesis on a topic is going to yes. get overblown and people will focus on the fact yeah. that you use the word exegesis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, you throw Alabama and 
you know, you're the pretty boy quarterback in L.A. And people say, oh, he's just jealous and, you know, blah, blah. He ripped Alabama. No, he didn't. He, you know, the point is very valid and I think indisputable that academic standards at a school like Alabama, and you could throw in any, probably any SEC institution except for maybe Vanderbilt. Are who, probably who less by the way, is worst at football. I mean, Vanderbilt's exactly, got the yeah, highest so, and they don't win. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, it's it's not to say he came out and said, Alabama just, you know, turns out idiots. He, you know, I mean, there are people who believe that. I That's a stereotype, you know. But nonetheless, a public university like Alabama does have lower academic standards than, you know, a university like Stanford. I mean, we know this. This is this is indisputable fact. Um, and, and so, you know, what he said, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I agree with him that you know, being a full-time student and being a full-time, big-time college football player, but heads. And I, I think he's 100% right about, uh, you know, eligibility being the biggest concern. I know I saw it at ASU. I know it happens at every major institution. They're going to encourage you to take classes that are easy, um, that may be no-show classes. We've seen that at North Carolina. We've seen some, you know, very strong accusations of that. Um, or at the very least, easy majors that are easy, so that you'll still eligible. They want you to be on the field, and and they don't want you taking, you know, microeconomics because you might get a D in that, and then the team's in trouble. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it does. The, the the two things, college and sports, they they don't always mix together very well, and in, and in this case, they don't. Yeah. He, you know, his points, I think, are valid. It's one of those things where, you know, in addition to the fact that we consume it in bits and chunks is I feel like we heard it, processed it, and moved past it much faster. You know, the, it, oh, sure. this was one of those it's, issues that doesn't have any glue to it. It doesn't stick around. Well, and it's easy to dismiss because, and, and I think I... I made this mention to you in text when we were talking about this. You know, it's easy to say, oh, dumb college kid. He's a, you know, you get dumb kid or spoiled kid. And in this case, you get spoiled kid um, because he's, you know, he comes from money and he plays quarterback at UCLA. And, you know, we can't accuse him of being dumb. So he's just a spoiled brat kid who doesn't want to go to class and doesn't know how the system works. And this is what we do. We chew these guys up and we spit them out. Because we don't want to acknowledge any validity in their statements because that that then makes us penetrate the the golden goose of college football, which we don't want to do. And I'll admit it, I feel a, a, a push-pull on this because I love college football. We just spent the better part of two hours over the last couple of weeks previewing college football. I love the sport as a fan. But are there inherent problems with it? Yeah, there are. And, and you know, acknowledging those... Are hard. That's a hard thing to do when you love the sport. It's funny because I feel like I'm going through a similar thing with player health and things like that. Um, yeah. You know, yesterday was the first Packer preseason game, and former Sun Devil Demarius Randall got a concussion on a big hit, and then yeah. late in the game, Malachi Dupree got laid out on a three-yard route, and it, you know, yeah. as as I watch it and you see the guy get carted off, and you see them have to remove the face mask from the helmet, I, you know it. I will admit that it gives me pause as a fan to be like, you know, I, I am contributing to this. It's, you know, am yeah, I the guy at the yeah. Coliseum who shows up to watch the lion eat the gladiator? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a point to be made there as well. And, and, 
you know, you and I have talked about this for several years now, that I feel uh, somewhat of a hypocrisy being a college sports fan. I love it, and I don't want it to go away. I can't wait for Saturdays in, in the fall, um, starting three weeks, and I'm counting down the, the days. Um, and yet I look at the way the, the sport is run and the way it's set up, and I, I feel a tremendous unfairness in how it goes. And that goes with, with uh, academics and certainly with compensation. Um, they go hand in hand because people say, well, they're compensated by free education. Well, I don't, I don't buy that. I just don't because, again, what is the quality of education they're getting? What kind of, of you know, degrees or classes are we putting them in? Or are we just churning them out? You know, are we just uh, get in the system, take easy classes? I mean, you saw it at ASU when we were there. How many athletes, especially football and basketball players, they got raised or they majored in interdisciplinary studies? Well, what does that really do for you? Keeps you eligible is what it does, primarily. Doesn't really set you up for any post-college success. Well, and that's the thing now, at least in basketball, there's a trade-off because you, if you're really that good, if you're only going for a year, then whatever, sure. take whatever class you want. Sure. But with football, sure. you have to be there for at least three exactly. years if you're good, and you have yep. to be working towards some degree. I mean, right? You know, you have to stay eligible. So that there it is. You know, I mean, you have to you have to be enough classes. There's requirements of how many hours you take and how many hours you take per year and per semester and all that. And yeah, you have to stay eligible. So what what happens? They gear you toward classes that are easy to pass, so that you can stay eligible for those three years or more. You could be on the field and you can get yourself ready to to maybe play in the NFL. But really, how many of these guys play in the NFL? Percentage-wise, probably, you know, two to five percent. Probably not even that. Uh, you know, that that's not a lot. So, what happens to the rest of them? Well, and ultimately, it goes to the point, you know, that we talked about a little last bowl season, which is what what really is the loyalty owed the other way? Like, you have to be on the sure. field enough to showcase your talents. But when Leonard Fournette said, uh, you know, I don't need to play anymore," sure. you know, yeah, and he was right. And it's kind of it's, yeah. it's funny because it's kind of the reverse of you know those classic early two thousands late nineties movies about the athletes who are like ganging up on the coach because the coach is just using them, and now <laughs> the the smarter athletes are just using the school. It's like I'm going to get enough exposure, yeah. but at a certain point I'm going to walk away. I don't yeah, need absolutely. this. Yeah, um, I mean guys are getting smarter. They're getting they're getting more aware. Uh, as as the you know more and more go through the system, more and more look back and say, hey, this doesn't really make sense. Well, I think, and then it's starting to funnel down to the college kids themselves. I think that the one of the better examples, you know, I threw out Fournette, but how about Miles Jack, who decided, you know yeah. what, I, if I'm not going to be able to play, there's no sense in me pretending like I'm going to stay in school. I'm going to go pro. Exactly. I might as well go rehab at a professional facility. Exactly. And get myself in as good a shape as possible to try to be a first yep. round pick. Yep, I agree. I mean, you know, and, and, and then so all this said and and you ask yourself, okay, what's the solution? You know, and that's that's another way that people usually just they put the kibosh on this. They say, you know, well, you're pointing out the problems, what's the solution? It's not an easy solution, but one that I heard suggested this week as this was being discussed, which interested me, is having you know, allowing guys to essentially major in football, uh, you know, and have them take classes on financial planning and, 
and the things that go into you know being a, an athlete, things they maybe should know, things that might help them. And I mean, in the same vein as hey, you've got music majors and majors, and that you know they're taking something that's going to push them into their career. Why not let them major in football or basketball? I mean, and I know I know people hear that and they think, oh, my God, are you really suggesting that we let them have a degree in a sport? Yeah. Why not? I mean, is there do we have to figure out how it would all work? Yes. But I think it's a reasonable idea to explore, at least. I mean, on some level, it's probably more effective than some of the fine arts degrees that are offered as far as I setting think, you up for your yeah. future. And, and yeah, you know, I mean, I, it, it actually is kind of a clever way to get around the NCAA limitations on how much time you can spend doing football-related activities, you know? Yes, yes, you know, and, and again, now then you get into compensation. You know, you get into, well, if, if you know, football is my job, I mean, that's always the thing, you know. I, Dan Patrick asked Jim Moore that. Do you think, you know, playing football is a full-time job? Well, no way he's going to say yes to that because the minute you say yes to that, then you're saying the players should be paid. And he danced around the question like an expert. Um, you know, so it, it, it's it's a difficult thing. But you know, and I think we've talked about it enough, that you agree the guys should be compensated. I think they should. Uh, you know, I, I think treating college football players, college basketball players, like they're just regular students is dumb because they're not. And, and trying to pretend they are, you know, it just leads to all kinds of problems that we see nonstop schools that get in trouble for one thing or the other. And, and this is all because of that. Absolutely. It, you know, it's an interesting idea. I guess the other idea that I think for me has some weight is let's restructure what the draft looks like and let's restructure the back end incentives for these guys where, you know, instead of the scholarship being what it is for a limited amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've heard people toy with the idea of you can come back. Or you can take longer, you know, take yeah. the minimum to get through yeah. football and then finish your degree. Let, you know, sure. take another sure. three years where your scholarship's extended. Now, I know that's expensive for the school and right. it becomes, you know, it becomes a question. But if you're winning at football, that'll pay for a lot, you know. It will. It will. I mean, it's, it's hard because there's no, there's no cure-all for something like this because you say, you know, well – you know, you let guys major in football. What about all the guys who won't go on to play professionally? It's a great point. You know, and so that's a choice that the individual should make. Do you want to get a degree in economics? Do you want to get a degree in biology while you're playing football? You can. Or do you want to gear yourself toward playing football? I mean, and, and look, it happens in college. You get degrees, and sometimes your career path doesn't take you where that degree was supposed to take you. I'm, I'm living proof of it. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I mean that, that's that's okay. You you are too. Yeah. We both got undergraduate degrees in something we do not work in now. Uh, you know, and so that it happens. You know, you, you know, you, you live and learn basically as you go. I I have a question about this though because I actually think it's an interesting idea to have football and basketball and whatever as a major. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a if there's a push for people who like you and I were who would want to then double major in a real. Yeah, you know, traditional yeah. academic discipline, but also football. Like, I, so I'm not on the some, team, yeah. but I'd love to, right. you know, be around the athletes, figure out what they learn, learn the and go through. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that would be good training for people like you and I who wanted to work in sports. You're not going to play the sport, 
but you know, rather than just take one sports media class like we did, and everything else really had nothing to do with sports, you know, you can gear yourself toward that. I don't know. I mean, it's not an easy solution, and and you know, I I can see that it's it's the same discussion as paying college players. It's not easy. There's not a cure all to this. You just say, well, pay them, done. No, it's there's there's challenges in how you figure this out, but. Just, you know, what I never like is when people say, you know, oh, I can't figure this out, so I'm just going to leave it as is. We'll just stay status quo because, boy, the solution's hard to find. Well, work to find a solution. You know, that's how things get better. Yeah, make a little bit of progress. Yeah, and the only other comment I'll make, and, you know, I don't dislike this lady at all, but, you know, I saw Bonnie Bernstein goes on and says, you know, college sports, you know, education work well, and I was a gymnast for four years, and, that's wonderful, Bonnie. Um, being a college gymnast is not the same as being the starting quarterback at a major university. I'm sorry, it's just not. Uh, I bet you Bonnie didn't have weekly media sessions that she had to be at when she was a college gymnast. I bet you she didn't have film sessions. So it just ain't the same. And and you know, comparing them is like comparing apples oranges. So now's the time for us to pivot to the thing that we said we were going to talk about, which is the AFC preview and I'm still waiting yes. on the fake ads. I have no fake ad read. Uh, you know, it's Bob Euchre eight ball night at one of the Brewers games. So instead of the eight ball telling you yes, no, maybe it gives you Bob Euchre quotes. I, that's the closest <laughs> thing I have to an ad because I just saw it. I have the Brewer game on mute and they just flashed it on the bottom of the screen. So, uh, you know, go with that. That's that's your free read, Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think literally no one in Milwaukee listens to this besides Archie, who's forced to listen to it because he lives here. Right. Um, right. Right. He's a silent partner in recording these, and sometimes not that silent. Sometimes not <laughs> silent. Yeah. Tonight, so far, he has been. So let's talk about the AFC. There have been some major transactions that have happened that we need to address. Jay Cutler has gone to the Dolphins. Yeah. Sammy Watkins has been shipped out of Buffalo yeah, to Los Angeles. Say, just today, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's not alone as the Chargers have moved from San Diego to Los Angeles. So true, there's true, a lot of yes. movement. If I refer to San Diego, I mean the Chargers. Just as, as a blanket. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah, as a, it's hard to remember. Yeah. So, Matt, let's, let's dive in with the AFC East and the Patriots and the defending Super Bowl champs. Um, the Bills trade today basically confirms that they are not trying to win and Tyrod Taylor should go ahead and start looking for a new contract next year because they are not going to pay him that <laughs> roster bonus in March. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, certainly it's a trade that sets them up for, you know, the draft coming up. I think I read they have, you know, two first, two seconds and two thirds in, in next year's draft. So obviously they, you know, they, they continue to load up their, um, you know, Watkins has never really been what they hoped. He's, he's had flashes, but he hasn't stayed healthy. They didn't pick up the option. So it doesn't totally shock me that they moved on from him. Um, but Matt, you know, I, Matt, I, Matt, they dealt their top corner and their top receiver oh, on know. the same day. They're not trying to well, win they anymore. Got, they, they did get Jordan Matthews back, didn't they? I mean, they did yeah. get a player. I realize yeah. Jordan Matthews isn't, you know, Jerry Rice. But, you know, they got something. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm always hesitant to say they're not trying to win just because, especially in the NFL, we see this all the time where a team, and I know it hasn't been the Bills, and Bills fans will probably think, when are, when are we ever going to get? But we see that team that's like, oh, that team's going to suck. And then they end up going 11-5. and five. Like, boy, we thought they were going to suck, and here they are. you know. And 
and and I don't expect that to happen. The Patriots are the Patriots. I mean, when we gave the East, you know, it's the same discussion we've been having for years, and and nothing seems to change. And you know, they they seem to be a unstoppable force in that division for the time being. Do you think that the Patriots do anything but go six and zero in the division? Uh, possibly. I mean, you know, the division teams play them tough. The Dolphins usually, you know, I think the last few years they've split with them. And I know the Jets are supposed to be terrible, and they probably will be terrible. But they, you know, over the years have played the Patriots tough, even when they're bad. You know, I could see them dropping one game. I mean, you know, do I do I think they're going to get challenged in the division? No. I mean, I think they're going to win it probably by a comfortable margin like they usually do, uh, you know, four or five, you know, games in the in the loss column i would guess they go somewhere around 13 and 3 14 and 2 and maybe you know miami goes nine and seven something like that well i have the pats as the team to win i go pats dolphins and bills over jets but only because i think the jets are leading the race yeah. to the bottom not that i think yeah, the bills are gonna be I, I have the i have the same i mean i i think um, you know i think it's kind of gonna be similar to how it's been like I said, I think Dolphins maybe go around nine and seven, eight and eight. Um, you know, they have a good defense, and I'm not sure going from Tannehill to Cutler is that big of a drop off. You know, Tannehill's been a decent player. Um, I know Cutler is the guy everybody loves to criticize, and I do, but he's not a terrible player. I mean, you know, he, he's had some nice moments as an NFL quarterback. I think they'll be okay with him. And then yeah, I think the Bills go probably somewhere around seven and nine, six and ten. Um, Jets will probably be one of the worst teams in the league, I think, when it comes down to it. And unfortunately, it'll probably be the end of top goals there. I, I think that the, you're giving the Bills too much credit at 6-10, and 10, but I think you're yeah, giving the Jets yeah. the perfect amount of credit at one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I always, you know, feels like this is what the Bills do. You know, they'll they'll have a maybe a stretch at some point. They'll be, you know, 4-4 four and four and we'll be thinking, uh, you know, they could make a run and then they'll they'll you know struggle through the second half we've kind of been down this road before with them so i'm kind of seeing similar like to me the 2017 afc east could just trade places with anywhere between 2010 and 2016 and you wouldn't know the difference i think that's fair uh let's move to the afc well first i assume you don't have the dolphins as your wild card team i do not i thought about uh, um i you know I think the, the market for wild cards, if you want to put it that way, is very thin. I had a hard time coming up with two wild cards in the AFC. Um, yeah. But no, I do not. And, and you just have the Pats as well. Yeah. I So in the AFC North, I almost did something crazy. And you and I have talked about this, but Pat Richardson is going to come on and he's going to talk about the Cleveland Browns once he learns about football. Uh, I don't understand if you could – choose your fandom why you wouldn't be a Packer fan but I you know he's gonna stick with the Browns and that's fine (laughs) I almost almost talked myself into the Browns as a wild card team this year because I really believe in that (laughs) rebuilt offensive line well I I do too I I think the offensive line will be good um unfortunately I don't think they got much else you know and 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 it does it sounds like the you know the tea leaves are already reading that Sean Kaiser is going to get thrown in there too soon maybe as soon as week 1 and this is exactly what I said when he got drafted there that I felt like they were going to rush him along cuz they didn't have anybody else and he's not going to be ready for it and I, you know look I'm not rooting against him I like the guy uh, but I don't think him starting as a rookie is a good idea at all 
Yeah, I I think that this is going to be a division of uh, almost a bipolar division this year. I, I think you're going to have two really strong teams. I think that the Steelers, assuming Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell ends his holdout at a reasonable time. Which and, I think he will, yeah. <laughs> and he and Antonio Bryant don't hate each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that it'll be – I'm sorry, Antonio Brown. I'm mixing up names. Uh, he and Antonio okay. Brown. Okay, you're going. You're going in the wayback machine for yeah. Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's all right. I'm no, just gonna let you go. Antonio Brown. I know the difference. One is still all playing right. uh, and playing well. Um, <laughs> yes. I, so I think that the Steelers are going to be the cream of the crop in this division. I think they've got too many yeah, weapons me on too. offense, and I think the Ravens are going to have a good year. Uh, you know, I know yeah. that. I, I know that Boy. it's not a. I don't think they're going to be great. But I think they yeah. will be good enough, and they are going to be my first wild card team. Okay, just getting crushed by injuries. It seems like, though, man. I mean, it seems like every other day they got somebody out for the year. Yeah, I saw and, Tim White's out for the year. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't know if he would have made the team, but it's a tough break for him, obviously. And, uh, you know, but just so many guys that are getting hurt. You know, they lost uh, the Urschel. They retired. Flacco. I know they say he's going to be ready for the opener, but a, a back injury is scary. You know, I mean, we a different position but we went down this road with jj watt last year oh it's fine you know his back will be fine and then you know three games later he was on ir so uh that worries me and you got to go to ryan mallet it's a whole different discussion yeah um uh, so i yeah i mean i the ravens are a franchise you never want to ignore because you know they're they're consistently good but boy the the attrition there is scaring me off i got the steelers pretty comfortably i think the Bengals actually finished second but don't make the playoffs um and then i got the ravens and the browns i don't think the browns will be as bad as they were last year granted that was one in 15 so it's hard to be that bad but I, you know i think they'll show progress maybe four and 12 five and 11 you know continue to you know try to build something and and see where they're at you know with the with another draft class basically after this year i think that this is the year where the bottom falls out for the Bengals. I okay. I just feel like they've been okay, pretty good, first-round exit, decent but not in the playoffs. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just think that – I mean, Marvin Lewis has been there forever, and I just think that yes. eventually it ends. And A.J. Green's only got so many years – of viability and if you're not getting it done this year i think that you might as well just try something else because you know he is an elite talent you've got you know a bunch of running backs with varying degrees of Mm -hmm. experience and assault Mm -hmm. charges and (laughs) and you've got a pretty good i mean andy dalton is like the perfect quarterback for the bengals because Pretty you know, good. He's a solid quarterback. Not, yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. fine. I mean, it, he, he's yeah. uh, workmanlike. You know, sure. I, I just, I, I think that this is the year where the bottom drops out. I think that they yeah. and Cleveland will be about the same, and Cleveland will mark that as huge progress, and the Bengals will mark that as a finally yeah. a need for a change. And they would. You're right. I mean, if that is the case, I think you're correct on that. I, I guess. Um, you know that you could you could make the case that the bottom already started falling out for the Bengals last year. They did take a step back. They've you know they've lost a fair amount of guys, not the signature guys, but you know some of the supporting cast that contributed to that team making the playoffs. You know what, four or five years in a row 
have started to go elsewhere or they haven't, you know, kept guys as well. And, um, it could, you know, again, I, I don't see them making the playoffs. I think maybe eight and eight. I think the Steelers win this division pretty easily if they could stay healthy. I mean, I want to pick Ben Roethlisberger MVP, but I'm just not sure he can play 16 games. He never seems to be able to. So I'm not gonna. I picked him last year and he got hurt. Uh, but I think he'll have a great year. I think Martavis Bryant coming back will help. They got your boy Juju Smith-Schuster joining the receiving core. I think they're going to be very explosive on offense and pretty good on defense. And I like them a lot this year. Yeah, I mean, I was very high on Juju Smith-Schuster coming out of the draft, and I'm like I said then, I'll say it again. I'm like Doc Rivers. If you beat up ASU bad, yeah. I think you're good. And he yeah, beat us he up was. bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I I think. Uh, I still think Roethlisberger's got, you know, peak years left. Now, I know he's, you know, flirting with retirement. I'll believe that when I see it. As much as I like him, I, I will admit he's a drama queen. I think we could be in for four or five years of Roethlisberger retirement, will he or won't he drama. Oh, uh, very far You know, <laughs> yeah, very much. And, and they're very similar. They like to, you know, let you know about all their injuries and let you know how tough they are and, you know, really play up the drama queen act. And, you know, it works. You know, it worked for Favre. It's working for Roethlisberger. They're great players, no doubt. But they they let you know everything going on with them, basically. They don't cover much up. Yeah. Uh, so I've got Pittsburgh and Baltimore making the playoffs from this okay. division. You only have Pittsburgh. Just Pittsburgh, yeah. Leaving the people wondering who your wild card teams are. Let's move. Well, spoiler, they come from the other two divisions. <laughs> I wouldn't they have to? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's move to the AFC South. Uh, you know the the quarterback questions abound outside of Marcus Mariota. When yeah, will Andrew do. Luck be healthy? Will Tom Savage, you know, who's got the you know mm-hmm. blessing of the receiving core, get to keep the job? And yeah. when oh when will Jacksonville bench Blake Bortles? Yeah, well, I, I mean. I'll answer them in reverse order, I think. I don't know if Blake Bortles will be benched early because who else do they have? You're going to go to Chad Henney. He's a nice, you know, nice veteran backup guy, but, um, you you know, I think you got to give Blake Bortles this year to show what he can do. And and then if he doesn't do something, that's when you find someone new, and I think probably that's where they're headed. Um, you, you know, they may bench him just out of desperation if things get bad, but it's not like they have a great alternative waiting in the wings. Um, so I, I think that... Tom Savage, um, you know, I, I think he'll start the year. I think Watson will start more games. Uh, you know, I think Watson will probably take over the job, and and I think he'll he'll be good. I think, uh, you know, I won't pick him for rookie of the year just because I think there's some skill position guys that will probably put up better numbers, but I think he's going to have a good year. Um, and luck, uh, luck scares me, man. I mean, you know I like the Colts, and I want to pick this to make the playoffs, but I don't know what we're going to get out of luck, so – I'm not going to just because I'm very uncertain about his test. Well, I am going to pick Tennessee to win the division. I too. And I, yeah. I think this is the year where the team makes a big leap and puts the pieces together, combined with the fact that the quarterback questions in Houston and Indy mm-hmm. make it seem mm-hmm. like if, if, if the Titans can get out to a 4-2 and two start, even a yeah, you know, it's possible that they'll have a two-game lead just by doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know, I'll give you credit. You were high on the Titans last year, and I was not. And and, and they ended up tying for the division title. I mean, they lost out on a tiebreaker to Houston. 
Um, you know, but they, they were better than I thought. I think they've added nice pieces. You know, they signed Eric Decker. Um, they drafted Corey Davis, you know, so they've, they've tried to boost that offense around Mariota. I really do like Mariota a lot. I think he's going to be really good for a long time. Has to stay healthy. Hopefully, you know, it looks like he's over the, the broken leg and ready to go for preseason, so that's good. Um, yeah, I, I think they win the division, and I do have Houston getting a wild card in large part because, again, I struggle to come up with wild cards, and they do have a good defense. I think I think very highly of Watson. Um, you know, I'm not a huge Bill O'Brien fan, but I think they'll they'll piece together enough for maybe a ten and six season and get a wild card. Yeah, I, I think Houston's going to be the first team out. I I have them missing, okay. but I have the same order. I think, which is Tennessee, Houston, yeah. Indy, Jacksonville. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, and and look, if you told me Andrew Luck's going to play, you know, fourteen or more games, I might pick Indy. Uh, but I just don't know, uh, you know, the recovery from a shoulder surgery is very unpredictable. And, and I, you know, I just hope they don't rush him back and then he gets hurt again. That'd be the worst thing that could happen. Uh, so I, it's just hard to be too high on them because of not knowing his status. The last thing I want to touch on before we move to the West is Leonard Fournette's comment that, Hey, football's easy. The NFL is easy. Uh, week one, yeah. week one, they play at Houston. I really hope that he runs into Clowney or Watt and gets lit up. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Again, that was one of those comments that, uh, you know, hearing the whole thing, and I didn't hear him say it. I, I read, or I, I heard someone else reading it. Uh, you know, I, I feel like that was one of those where he just got to talking. And he probably should have stopped himself because, again, it's very much like Josh Rosen. We pick out that one comment. Oh, you know, what he was saying was, hey, the game isn't as fast as I thought. SEC football prepared me. Well, that makes sense. Um, but, you know, you say, yeah, the game, this was easy. And people, they seize on that. So he'll learn. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll realize he, uh, he, you know, can't say those things. And now they're going to get exploited when you say stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so let's move to the AFC West, where both of us have a wild card team coming out of. Yep. yep. Um, you know, if, for me, the the biggest question is: Can Oakland do this from leading in the front? You know, it's, yeah. it was easy to have like that sweet story last year, not out of nowhere, but really found it and put the pieces together. Now they have sort of this: Well, we owe it to the city before we leave. Right. And Marshawn right. Lynch is there, which I, I don't know. I'm not sold on. Guys don't retire Neither and come back and play well. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think that's the big question. And then more quarterback issues with Kansas City and question marks with Denver at the same. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the Chargers, if it weren't for bad luck, they'd have no injury luck at all. Yeah, true, true. I mean, uh, you know, I rank them in the order you just mentioned them. I think the Raiders will win the division. Um, I, I agree with you. You know, it will be interesting to see. Last year they were a team that we talked about, and I said, you know, it's going to be interesting because now they face some expectations. People are waiting to see them take a leap, and they did. They did move up, and, uh, you know, they probably would have won the division if not for Carr getting injured at the end of the year, and that cost them, a you know, a first-round bye. They end up going out, but they had a great season. Uh, and now, you know, now you're the hunted. Now you're the team to beat. That will be interesting to see how they do. Um, 
I think they just have enough talent to overcome that. You know, they're they're loaded. They've done a nice job. I mean, Reggie McKenzie's really done a good job of building that roster and really tearing it down, having some really horrible seasons, but building it up with some great young talent and then supplementing it with good free agents. Um, so I go with them, and I got Kansas City too, and and getting a wild card. Um, you know, Andy Reid just gets to the playoffs. It's what he does. You know, he doesn't always do damage in the playoffs, but he gets there more often than not. So I'm going to believe that he could do it again. I also have Kansas City making the playoffs. Do you think you were very high on Pat Mahomes? And obviously the yeah. Chiefs were too. They traded up to get him. Do yeah. you think there comes a point this year where Kansas City might even still be winning, but they make a change to Mahomes just because – sort of a la Kaepernick with Alex Smith last spot. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. I, you know, I don't. I guess maybe due to injury, you could see that. I, I think Mahomes is a guy who they realize, you know, I like his talent, but he is making a big-time change going into the NFL from the offense he ran in college. And he, I think he's got a lot of coaching up to have done, basically. Um, I think Andy Reid, you know, look, Andy Reid, we make fun of him for his time management and all of those things, and for good reason. But he's a coach. You know, he's he's got an exemplary record. He he gets a lot out of quarterbacks, um, and I think he'll do well with him. But I I think Smith starts the whole year, provided he stays heavy, obviously. Um, You know, that's always the the asterisk there. But I, I think they'll go with him, and then I think Mahomes gets a chance next year to be the starter. Yeah, I mean, at some point, they, they like him a lot because they traded up to get him. They do, sure, sure. So he's going to get his chance, no doubt. You know, um, Could I see it being a, a maybe not as long, but somewhat like an Aaron Rodgers situation where he maybe sits for even two years? Possibly. Um, depends on what they do. You know, If they go to the playoffs and Smith doesn't play well again like he didn't last year, I could see it being like, all right, you know, exactly as you said. we got to go to the young guy who, who gives us more dynamic ability like Kaepernick did in San Francisco. Because um, Smith is, you know, we know what Alex Smith is. He's a solid quarterback who's nothing special. He can win you games, uh, but he's probably not winning you Super Bowls. And, you know, that's okay. I mean, he's had a nice career out of it. But if you want to go to the next level, I think they believe Mahomes is the guy who can do that for him. Well, and game managers can win Super Bowls, but Kansas City's defense is not the Ravens with Trent Dilfer. Yeah, or, yeah. and yeah. it's... It's tough. I mean, yes, it, it. You know, you point out Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson; those are the two that always get mentioned. That you know, that's fifteen years ago now. Oh um, well, you know, I mean, I don't want to offend you, but Peyton Manning, the Broncos did it <laughs> with a great defense. Yes, they did. They did. But that's the exception to the rule over the last decade. I mean, you know, you're not you're not seeing that much where you're seeing a team that carried along by defense and they got just a average quarterback play. You don't see that much. Yes, the Broncos did it. Um, that's about it if you go back from you know when Brady won his first or second I guess because Brad Johnson won the year after Brady but you know after that it's it's you know it's Brady it's Eli it's Rodgers it's Peyton it's Roethlisberger it's Flacco I mean it's good quarterback play that's that's leading to Super Bowl wins and I'm not sure Alex Smith has that in him yeah I agree I don't think you will see him even play at the level Flacco got to on that Ravens run because no, no, I, 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 I just don't think I, I think we've seen Alex Smith's peak, and I don't think it's that. Good. I think so too. I think so too. I mean, I think that's 
you know, people criticized Harbaugh for, oh, you know, you benched the guy because he had a concussion. I think Jim Harbaugh saw that in the 2011 NFC Championship game, which was a game that was theirs to win against the Giants. They were at home. They had possession after possession in a close game where all they needed was something good to happen on offense. And they'd have won that game, and he delivered for it. And I think Jim Harbaugh saw we got to have a quarterback who can do more for us. And once he saw Kaepernick could do it, he went with the hot hand, and they got to the Super Bowl that year, and they were, you know, one play away from winning it. So he made the right decision in all likelihood. So let's talk about who our top seeds are coming out of the AFC. Yeah. For me, it's the Pats 1 and the Steelers 2 with Tennessee and Oakland rounding out the division winners. Yeah, I'll go uh, – I'm going to go Pat Steelers 2 as well. I'll go Oakland 3 and Tennessee 4. And then – so I have in Wild Card Weekend, Tennessee playing Kansas City, Oakland against Baltimore. And, and okay. I, um, and I think that it's going to be the home teams both times. Yeah, I got Oakland and Tennessee. Uh, I would, I guess, I'd have, uh, I'd have Oakland going against Houston, rematch of last year's riveting showdown between Brock Osweiler and Connor Cook. It'll be better this year, um, but I would go Oakland and then Tennessee over Kansas City. All right, and then so divisional round, I've got the Raiders traveling to New England and the Titans traveling to Pittsburgh, and I'd have the opposite. I guess I'd have Tennessee at New England and. Oakland Pittsburgh in a in a seventies playoff throwback. Yeah, I've got I've got the home teams winning. I've got straight chalk to the AFC Championship game with the Pats beating Oakland in a snowball rematch and the Steelers yeah. handling the Titans pretty comfortably. Yeah, I'd have I'd have Steelers over Raiders. I think it'd be a thriller. Again, all the Steeler Terry Bradshaw highlight packages would be outstanding. The the they played in the playoffs, I believe, like six years in a row or something like that. So, you know, you get all the immaculate reception, all that good stuff. Um, Steelers win, and I think the the Pats, unfortunately, win. But then get knocked off in the AFC title game. The Steelers finally exercise their New England demons and get to the Super Bowl. You and I are two alike. I also okay. have the Steelers <laughs> knocking off the Pats. I just think at some point playing cold weather games in Foxborough in January yeah. can't, can't be good for the 40-year-old Tom Brady. I agree, yeah, and I just I think, you know, hopefully the Steelers make it uh, more whole than they were last year when they played them. I mean, you know, Bell got hurt early in that game, and uh, they, you know, didn't have much depth in the receiver core beyond Antonio Brown. Again, I, I'm pretty high on Martavis Bryant. I know he's had his, you know, share of troubles off the field, and, you know, missing time, but heck of a player when he's out there uh i think they're going to be loaded and i you know i'm, I'm going to go with them i picked them last year to make the super bowl they got close so i'm going to ride that train again oh that was a lot of the same uh it was i mean but that's there, okay you know that's I, okay. <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not sad i just feel bad for people who are like oh they're gonna argue and they're gonna disagree yeah. and yeah, nah, I well, mean, look, you have to understand, it, everyone who's listening knows us, and you know that right. we've been doing this a yes, while, yes. Um, and when you and bounce it... from similar <laughs> thoughts, like, yeah. you know, we, we view sports very similarly, I think, with some differences, but, you know, we look at it from a similar prism, and I think, you know, we're, we're bound to end up in a lot of the same places. Yeah, I mean, I've spent the 
last what 15 years bouncing idea that more right. 17 years bouncing right. the same ideas yeah. off of you and hearing your exactly. ideas and I, exactly. I think it has yeah. shaped how yeah. we think yeah I mean you know we've, we've been uh, you know following NFL together since Tom Brady was a first year starter when we watched his first Super Bowl at, at uh, you know your friend's house across the street uh, so yeah it's been a while and, and we've seen a lot but I will also say I think the AFC seems a little bit more predictable this year than the NFC. I think we might have a little more variety in our picks next week, but we'll see. Who knows? Uh, maybe we'll end up being on the same thought on that one too. Yeah, it, it feels to me with the notable comparison of the Cavs and the Patriots that the AFC and the NBA's Eastern Conference have mm-hmm. a lot in common right now. Yeah. They, yeah, you know. well, I mean, that the AFC has been weakened, you know, I, I mean, look, I, I was a big fan of the guy, but they had a, you know, they had a long-time rivalry of, you know, Manning's team against the Patriots. There's no Manning, and and the Patriots are still going. The Ravens have slipped. You know, they won a Super Bowl. They haven't been as good lately. The Steelers are still good, um, but that's about, you know, like we're waiting for other teams to rise up. Maybe the Raiders and the Titans are two that will. And we'll start to see a new class, but you know, I mean, the the AFC representative in the Super Bowl the last four years has either been Brady or Manning. There's no Manning, and and so now it's like you know who's going to come up and take the throne from Brady, and we're we're still waiting on that. Yeah, I mean, it feels like the Steelers have the puncher's chance um, to win the regular season crown. But I don't think anybody else does because I think the Raiders aren't that far ahead of the rest of the AFC West. And I just think no. the AFC South, you know, you can be 9-7 and seven and win that division this year. I agree. I agree. I mean, it did last year, and it wouldn't surprise me if it happened again. I think the Titans will be a little better. Uh, you know, I'd say maybe 11-5, and five, something like that, but not, not great. I could see, you know, yeah, I could absolutely see 9-7 and seven winning it. I'll go a little higher out of optimism, but it wouldn't shock me if it was just like last year. We're going to come back. We're going to do the NFC preview next. So, Greg Powell, don't think that I am ignoring Ezekiel Elliott's suspension for the first six games. Maybe less, pending yeah, an appeal. We'll have to talk about that. Yep, yep. And uh, we'll see if that impacts our picks. I'm going to let you in on a secret. It definitely impacts mine. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. <laughs>